We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friend at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Americans are getting a break at the gas pump. We have the story. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner resigns. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm Rodney Price. Wichita police are searching for a second suspect wanted in a homicide investigation. That story is coming up. And KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Looks like our high temperature here in south central Kansas will be running above average, but a cold front arrives this afternoon. Our full forecast here in just a few minutes. Gasoline prices fell significantly over the past two weeks. Oil industry analyst Trilby Lundberg says gasoline fell 27 cents per gallon at the pump to 3.54, and diesel finally uh, took a big tumble down 19 cents to $5.19 a gallon. Houston has the lowest local average price per gallon at $2.75. Honolulu the highest at $5.18. One of the suspects in a murder investigation has been found. According to Sedgwick County booking reports, Taya Turner of Hayesville was arrested Saturday on charges of intentional and premeditated first-degree murder, along with other charges. Wichita police are still searching for Saul Chavez Valenciana, Police say they are connected to an investigation after a body believed to be a Brett Boone of Wichita was found in rural Sumner County, southwest of Clearwater. Boone was last seen on the evening of November 24th at his northeast Wichita residence. It's believed he was killed in a vehicle with the suspects during an altercation. If you have any information regarding the suspect's location, please call 911 or Crime Stoppers at 316-267-2111. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Angela Caudillo resigned Friday. Kansas Secretary of State Scott Schwab made the announcement saying that Caudillo faithfully served Sedgwick County and the state. Sedgwick County confirming her departure is because of personal reasons. Caudillo was appointed in the summer of 2021 to replace Tabitha Lehman, who was not reappointed. The Secretary's office says it's working to evaluate, interview, and select Caudillo's replacement. After taking off from Venice, Florida, the plane never reached its destination. Fox's 
Jordan Bowen has the story. Venice police did locate the plane wreckage about a third of a mile west of the Venice fishing pier. Now, according to Venice PD, the FAA reached out to them after a plane that had taken off from the Venice Municipal Airport around 7.30 Saturday night had not returned to its originating airport in St. Pete. Around that same time is when boaters in the area located the body of a female floating in the water about two and a half miles west of Venice Beach. Multiple agencies were called out and began searching. And like I mentioned, just after 2 o'clock is when they found the small single plane, uh, the Piper Cherokee plane wreckage. The Sarasota County Sheriff's Office located the body of a juvenile in the plane's passenger area. Search efforts continue for a third passenger. Tomorrow, once again, Election Day in Georgia, after Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker failed to break the 50% threshold last month. This race will not determine the balance of power. Democrats have enough seats to maintain their grip on the Senate. But the Democratic incumbent, Raphael Warnock, has told Georgia voters sending him back to D.C. still matters. I believe in my soul that Georgia knows that Georgia is better than Herschel Walker. One of his final rallies was with former President Barack Obama. Republicans, including Governor Brian Kemp, campaigned with Herschel Walker. Well, as a senator, he's fair to Georgia people. He's fair to Georgia people. Despite some complaints about Georgia's new election law limiting early and absentee voting, turnout was strong, with nearly one and a half million people casting ballots before early voting ended Friday. Jessica Rosenthal, Fox News. The Kansas Bureau of Investigation, the Allen County Sheriff's Office, and the Neosho County Sheriff's Office all investigating a homicide after a man was found dead Saturday in Chanute in southeast Kansas. Officials say 43-year-old Casey Dye from Petrolia provided a statement to sheriff's deputies. Shortly after, law enforcement officers found a dead man in a car inside an automotive glass shop in Chanute. KBI has identified the victim as 45-year-old Ryan Holcomb of Chanute. He had suffered fatal gunshot wounds and was pronounced dead at the scene. Investigators allege Dye killed Holcomb Saturday morning at a rural property in Allen County and then moved his body to the business in Chanute. KNSS News Time now 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. College bowl games coming up later this month for Kansas State and Kansas, and we have some interesting matchups to talk about. That'll be coming up in sports. Ascension Via Christi is asking for community help in reducing the spread of respiratory illnesses. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS 7.08 now, 8 minutes past 7 o'clock. Ascension Via Christi is asking for community help in reducing the spread of respiratory illnesses. Patient families and friends are asked not to make in-person visits to the hospital if they are experiencing cold or flu-like symptoms. They also recommend visitors be at least 12 years old. Families also have the option of seeing a patient virtually. A FedEx driver allegedly kidnapped 7-year-old Aretha Strand from her home and killed her. 
New details in the case have been released. Fox's Charles Watson reports. Driver Tanner Lynn Horner was arrested and charged with capital murder and kidnapping after confessing to abducting Strand from her father's home in Paradise, Texas last week and later killing the young girl. A Texas woman says that she has been sounding alarms about Horner for years in a post on Facebook. The 23-year-old woman whose name we're keeping private says Horner assaulted her eight years ago when she was a minor. These Horner has not been charged in connection to those assault allegations. As for FedEx, they released a statement saying that their hearts go out to the family of seven-year-old Athena Strand. They also say that they continue to cooperate with police. As far as a motive in this case, it is unclear at the moment. The suspect is being held in jail on a $1.5 million bail. Good news if you have a Kanye West tattoo and are regretting it. If you had Kanye West's face emblazoned on your body in the form of a tattoo, you can have it removed for the low, low price of nothing. A London-based tattoo removal studio called Namas offering their services for free for those who want to cancel Kanye from off their body through tattoo erasure. Nama making the move to help those who have become disenchanted with the rapper as he continues to make anti-Semitic comments, some in praise of Adolf Hitler, most recently heard in an interview with Alex Jones. Sue Gosman, Fox News. A judge has stopped a New Jersey bear hunt that was scheduled to begin today. A New Jersey appeals court judge says the 2022 bear hunt won't happen today after issuing an order temporarily stopping it. Three animal protection groups had made the request. NJ.com reports the hunt had gotten last-minute approval from Governor Phil Murphy two weeks ago. He had long promised to end the event and did so in 2020, then reversed that decision last month. The hunt is scheduled to coincide with the six-day firearm season for deer. And while many deer hunters have purchased bear permits, they may not be able to use them due to the ruling. In New York, Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 711. 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Right now in traffic, uh, just continue to watch out. We have a uh, stalled out vehicle northbound I-135 right around Mount Vernon Street. Uh, traffic volumes really starting to pick up out there. Not really seeing too many slowdowns, though, at the moment. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. And now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. Good morning, Ronnell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How you guys doing? We're doing very well here on a Monday morning. Back, back on the job after the weekend. Yeah, we're doing great. Great. I'm sure maybe a little bit of extra yawning this morning just because it is Monday, but we always make it through. And I feel like once we, uh, you know, we get into those work and school week routines, Monday's always a little bit tough. But before you know it, you know, hey, you're just kind of flying through the week. So I expect to uh, see the same thing happen this week, especially because our forecast where there's not going to be too many bumps in the road on our uh road to our upcoming weekend already looking ahead to that as we always do and when it comes to our forecast today it does look like things are going to be uh honestly pretty uneventful out there but of course something that we'll all be able to take advantage of just expecting a partly cloudy sky mix of clouds and sun at times possibly seeing more clouds than sunshine after a chilly start this morning mild high of 56 degrees actually a little bit above average for this time of year and uh, when it comes to our winds got to mention those especially after late last week I know Thursday Friday the winds were ridiculous but of course they have relaxed quite a bit maybe a light breeze out there but definitely not seeing anything uh, like what we experienced late last week mix of clouds and stuff tonight 
as we dip back down close to freezing low 31 degrees and then mostly cloudy skies tomorrow as our next system approaches uh, only getting up to 44 degrees too there's actually going to be a front that's going to slide through which is going to take us from 56 today down to 44 degrees tomorrow so definitely going to be a, uh, a colder day for our tuesday but then rebounding close to 50 high 49 for our wednesday and after that when it comes to our temperatures it does look like we'll be pretty close to average now there is going to be an increasing chance of rain we'll have a 10 percent chance for wednesday slightly better once we get into our wednesday night heading into thursday uh, where there could be a few showers around it still doesn't necessarily look like a sure thing but something to watch out for after that we'll dry back out by the time we get into our friday highs still hovering around the upper 40s and then saturday 52 degrees mix of clouds and sun lingering into sunday so far this upcoming weekend it does look like it's going to be a, another nice one so go ahead and start making those weekend plans right now Currently, we're at 34 degrees with a mostly cloudy sky. We have a light southeast wind at 6 miles an hour, giving us a wind chill of 29. Going to be good shopping weather, Brunel. Maybe you could have, take the opportunity to get out there in the afternoon when you get off and buy some Christmas presents for Ted, oh, and, Ted oh, and me. Oh, yeah. Ted, yeah. My, my shopping is just about done. But mm -hmm. something that I have been doing as far as uh, any outdoor activities, my son and I actually this past weekend, we were at Botanica enjoying illuminations. That oh, yeah. There really you go. Cool. Isn't that something? So yeah. we, only have, you know, we only have so much more time to uh, enjoy those lights. I gotcha, gotcha. Well, if you do want to shop for Ted and me, it's, uh, uh, we'd like to keep kind of a, <laughs> about a $200 minimum on, or a maximum for So don't go over 200 bucks, okay, for each. Okay. I'll, I hope, maybe I'll get like $200 worth of coal. How's there sound? you go. Sounds good. Ouch. Irony. <laughs> Thank you, Rodell. For cooking the grill. You're oh, welcome. Yeah, oh, yeah. There you go. go. The KSN Storm Tracker Free Forecast with Kansas Today Meteorologist Ron L. Williams this morning. Steve and Ted in the morning. And uh, Ted, today is uh, December 5th, 2022. Mm -hmm. One year ago today, Bob Dole, who overcame disabling yeah. war wounds to become a sharp-tongued Senate leader from Kansas, a Republican presidential candidate, and then a symbol and celebrant of his dwindling generation of World War II veterans died at the age of 98. Yeah, we lost him a year ago today. But uh, yeah, one of our one of our great Kansans from Russell, of course, attended the University of Kansas, went into the war, and uh, suffered a terrible, terrible wound. A machine gun bullet did that to him, and then uh, came back, got into politics, and he he was good. He made quite a name for himself, and. Uh, I'm proud we've had we had Bob Dole for a while there. We appreciate that. Quite a character. Had a good sense of humor. Good Republican acid. nominee for president yeah. 26 years ago. 7.15 this morning on KNSS. All right, uh, here, here's here's the deal. My birthday was yesterday. Yes, it was. Happy birthday. Yeah, thank you. And the, and the day before that, Saturday, uh, we got everybody, my family together. This is the first time we've all been together for well, a year. We got together at Savuts to have supper. Because nice. it's a place that my family certainly it's kind of a tradition because my wife and I, we, we sat at a table. We had 13 people in the party. And we sat at a table in that second room where, and I told my twin granddaughters, see this table down at the end here, that's where your grandmother and I went on our first date. And uh, <laughs> so we had a good time. The, the, uh, everybody behaved themselves and, and uh, had some Shelly brought in a birthday cake. And we, we actually... <laughs> Had enough that we could share it with some of the people working there. And they were really happy to get a little. I told her, it, I said, I don't know I, what kind of cake you want. It's anything but chocolate. So guess what? It was chocolate. Uh, <laughs> How does that work? Ah, uh, well. 
So what is it? What do you do if you're a? Why did she make you what you didn't request? Oh, she bought it. She got it at Dylan's. Oh, okay. But uh, I don't know. All right. We were talking about it last night. It's one of those things. But you, you know, you you've been a couple for fifty three years, and you still don't communicate sometimes <laughs> the basics. So it was kind of it was kind of a stretch yesterday afternoon when he decided the two of us would assemble a chair, an office chair that she bought online. It's been sitting in our office for about three weeks. And I said, well, let's go ahead and put that together. Two people working together, married couple, either you can, you can do it or you can't. Because sometimes it gets a little, you know, mm-hmm. if I start throwing things and swearing, she doesn't right. like that. So we work together. We put on, we put on TV. Uh, I don't want to have football on. So I put on uh, uh, The Man Who Came to Dinner with Monty Woolley and Great Betty movie. Davis. And I never watched any of it because it was busy, but I could hear him out, you know, hear the dialogue and whatnot. So it took about an hour and a half. But we got it together. It's a nice chair, nice wooden chair with the big pads in it. So, kind of so happy about it. Got the job that. done. Thumbs got up. Yeah, done. done. There's your big birthday activity: yeah. putting together a chair. And then uh, Jerry and Dorothy, my brother and sister-in-law, came over and spent a couple hours with us. Brought me a card. So, I don't know. What more can you ask for? Very good. What'd you have to eat at the big dinner for Saturday night? Uh, I, I had a sirloin myself. Okay. Yeah. Mm. How good. was it? Good. Excellent. Mm. Excellent. Nice. All right. Well, sounds like you had a good birthday yep. weekend. I'm trying to have one at least once a year. Yeah. 718 <laughs> now, Steve and Ted here on KNSS. And it is, again, sports time with Ted Woodward, the Chiefs on the road in Cincinnati. Right, Ted? Right, which has been a uh, not a good road trip for the Chiefs now for nearly 40 years. Chiefs haven't won in Cincinnati in 38 years since 1984. Would yesterday be any different? Well, the Chiefs looked like they had things rolling in the fourth quarter, driving down the field, but then a fumble gave the ball to the Bengals, and Cincinnati cashed in. Mitch Holt has had the call of the game. It was right here on your Wichita Radio Home of the Chiefs, 98-7 and 1330 KNSS. Chiefs lead 24-20, first down and goal to go Cincinnati. Chris Evans in the game now, lines up a trio, quick snap. As Burrow setting his feet across the middle, caught at the five and sprinting into the end zone. Touchdown, Cincinnati Bengals. Chris Evans came into the game for that very play. The Bengals tricked the Chiefs on an eight-yarder. Evans, a backup running back. That is his first touchdown this season. All right, so Cincinnati gets back on top. The Bengals still had the ball towards the end of the game. The Chiefs are trying to make a big defensive stop. As the Bengals had the ball, third and 11. Third down, 11 for the Bengals after the Carlotta sack. Gets something down. Now they motion Tyler Boyd to the right side. They're going to throw it. Burrow to throw. He's hit as he throws, and the pass will be caught. And it'll be a first down, and that'll do it. T. Higgins on a slant against Joshua Williams. Of 13 yards, what a gutsy, gutsy play call by the Bengals to pass the ball and get a first down, and they're going to win it now. The Chiefs can't stop the clock. Oh, man. The Bengals beat the Chiefs 27-24, stopping the Chiefs' five-game winning streak. And Cincinnati once again beats the Chiefs in the Queen City as the Chiefs struggle on the road at Cincinnati again. Here's Chiefs head coach Andy Reid. Yeah, sure. I, listen, I, I think they you know, they did a good job. They, they competed, um, and, and they're going to be better for that. This game right here, they'll be they'll be they'll be better for it. Um, they can learn from this. <clears throat> it's it's very important that we do that as a you know as a team and and for those young guys. Chiefs got zero points in the final third of the game. 
did not score in the final 19 minutes of the game. Outscored 10 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Chiefs still atop their division, come very comfortably, but they are no longer in the top spot in the conference, now behind the Buffalo Bills in the conference standings with five games to go. Sunday night football last night, the Dallas Cowboys at home hosting the Indianapolis Colts. You heard the game on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. This was a very close game going into the fourth quarter. The final score ended up being 54 to 19 as the Cowboys scored five touchdowns in the fourth quarter. The first of those came from former Butler Community College Grizzly Michael Gallup. Slot to the right, single man left, Prescott on the gun. Elliott is left, first and goal from the three. Here's the snap. Dak looking right, throws right side of the end zone. Gallup goes high. Did he make the catch? He did. Touchdown, Cowboys. Michael Gallup beating Isaiah Rogers for the three-yard touchdown catch. And the Cowboys lead is eight with 13.52 to go. Cowboys went on to outscore the Colts 33 to nothing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Cowboys beat the Colts 54 to 19. Gallup had two touchdown catches on the day for the Cowboys, who are now nine and three on the season. You call that a breakdown, maybe? Uh, I, think, I think things, uh, yeah, a meltdown. I think there was a big meltdown by the Colts in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Hey, college football. We have 43 bowl games coming up in the oh next boy. few weeks. <laughs> Two of those will involve teams from Kansas, including the Sugar Bowl. How about this one? Number nine, Kansas State versus number five, Alabama. Two 10-win teams. First meeting ever between the Wildcats and the Crimson Tide. They'll play in the 89th Sugar Bowl in the Superdome in New Orleans on New Year's Eve. On Saturday, New Year's Eve, the 31st. That'll kick off at 11 a.m. K-State and Alabama. KU is in a bowl game for the first time in 14 years. The Jayhawks will take on Arkansas. Both teams are 6-6. Six and six. That'll be in the Liberty Bowl in Memphis, and that game will be on the afternoon of Wednesday, December 28th. So we'll be looking forward to those bowl games later on this month. KU and K-State both taking on opponents from the Southeastern Conference. That's sports with Stephen Ted. 723 now. Keep it here for... What are we doing Thanks. Come on. We got the... Uh... How about... House call for help, maybe? House call for help. Let me see here. Yes, you are correct. I think it's what it is. House call for help. And we're going to talk about using worms to detect cancer early. Okay. It's pretty interesting. All right. It's real interesting. That's coming up to see you at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Tad on 987 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 730 at KNSS. 34 degrees. A fight led to a lockdown Friday at Wichita West High School. It happened on the same day the school began using new screening devices to detect weapons. A school spokesperson said the fight broke out over the noon hour and additional students attempted to join in. It's not known the exact number of students who were involved. The lockdown was called for by the principal in an attempt to keep other students away from the fights. While several parents and students said they were upset by the use of the new screening devices, officials stated that it doesn't appear to have had anything to do with Friday's disturbance. School officials say that major consequences will be applied to those students involved with the disruption of the normal operation of the school day. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Carson Steelman with Heritage Action for America tells KNSS News the majority House Republicans will need to fight for solutions to help secure the southern border. 
So they're going to have to uh, end catch and release. They're going to have to re-implement Remain in Mexico and do a lot of these things that the Trump administration did that actually helped secure our border. Carson Steelman, a guest on the John Whitmer Show last night here on KNSS. A man has pleaded guilty in the death of a four-year-old Kansas City boy whose killing led to a federal anti-crime task force. Bryson Ellis of Kansas City pleaded guilty Friday to second-degree murder and other charges in the shooting death of legend Talaferro in June of 2020. Ellis was sentenced to 22 years in prison. The child was killed by a bullet fired into his father's apartment while he slept. Shortly after his death, the administration of Donald Trump launched a nationwide crackdown on violent crime and named it Operation Legend to honor the boy. Federal agents were sent to Kansas City and other U.S. cities uh, to help investigate violent crimes. The parents of murdered Idaho University student Kaylee Gonzalez are sharing their thoughts on the murder that left their daughter and three others dead. Fox's Marianne Rafferty reports. The parents of one of the four murdered Idaho students are growing impatient, and now they're laying out their own theories about what happened. The parents saying they believe their daughter or her friend were targeted based on where police say the killer entered the home. Moscow, Idaho police saying, quote, we remain consistent in our belief that this was indeed a targeted attack, but have not concluded if the target was the residents or its occupants. And the grief-stricken parents saying they are working on hiring a private investigator since they have lost confidence in police police as the investigation wears on. Police have not yet named a suspect. Colorado's anti-discrimination law is back in front of the Supreme Court today. A Colorado web designer says a state anti-discrimination law violates her religious freedoms. Lori Smith, the web designer, says her religiously held views on marriage should allow her not to design websites for same-sex weddings. Colorado says the law simply requires Smith to provide the same services to all customers and does not force religious imagery or scripture. The Supreme Court has reviewed the law previously, siding with a baker who argued he was treated unfairly for refusing to make cakes for same-sex weddings. In Washington, Jared Halpern, Fox News. And now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. A chilly start to the day here in Wichita with some high-level clouds sticking around for a while. We'll likely reach 52 for the high later on today. Winds become northerly behind a cold front, but we are expected to stay dry. Our low 31 tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high 43. And a system moving in this week will likely bring us rain Wednesday night and Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now clear sky. We have a southeast wind at 6 miles per hour and 34 degrees. 7.35 now, Stephen Ted of the morning here on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. It's Monday morning, and that means Monday's with the mayor, Wichita Mayor Brandon Whipple, with us this morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Great to be back. (laughs) Great to be here, right? That's right. Right? Happy December, yeah. Yeah, December's here, and have you got your Christmas shopping done yet, uh, Mr. Mayor? Uh, That's a mom question. Uh, (laughs) I've... I usually wait till the last minute, but luckily, uh, Chelsea has been diligent in ensuring that uh, we start knocking out the Christmas list for the kids. And I know this because I get updates on every time the credit card goes through with something. Really? <laughs> so, uh, so yes, I think the uh, Christmas shopping is underway, but luckily, uh, it's not all on me or else I'm the kind of guy who goes out last minute uh, to, to get gifts. So, yeah. luckily, I married up and my wife's uh, helped me out with it. So you got a little, like, a buzzer on your credit card, and you keep it in your pocket, and every time somebody makes a purchase, it goes, right? It's kind of funny. It's it's an app, and, yeah, I get, <laughs> I, I can, 
and it provides like a certain level of leverage, you know, when you've been married as long as I have, sometimes I get uh, in trouble if I spend too much money on, uh, I don't know, fast food and mm-hmm. I get to fire back. Well, last Thursday, uh, I got a notification that you got a taco over a Taco Bell. <laughs> so How long, how long um, have you been married, uh, Mr. Mayor? Oh, my goodness. Uh Yikes! Uh, to throw like a number on it, yeah, well, just, <laughs> at least, I at least uh, over ten years for sure. Um, I don't your give, question out. <laughs> I don't give you another six months. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Listen, uh, you got a meeting tomorrow. We're kicking off December with a city council meeting, correct? We got a lot of stuff on. Oh yeah, the a lot tomorrow. of items. Um, yeah. I, I was looking at it over for uh, this this uh, interview. I, I wanted to kind of throw these into different um, themes. Uh, we have 17 items on the agenda under what we call new business, which means this is the first time uh, we're talking about it from the bench. Uh, so first, uh, we're really tackling I think jobs, infrastructure, and affordable housing, and then I'll just chat a little bit about uh, the fire contract. So with jobs, uh, you know we're Working with Textron, uh, hopefully we'll approve an IRB uh, that's going to allow them to invest money back into their equipment, and its projected potential uh, will add about 500 jobs over the next five years uh, over at Textron. So that's a real big deal. Uh, In infrastructure, there's a lot on the agenda uh, when it comes to uh, repairing or replacing water mains. Uh, You'll find a few items on there, but overall, we're just trying to avoid any disturbance in the in the future. I mean, it, it's tough to be uh, the mayor uh, during two water boil orders. Uh, so we want to make sure uh, that we get ahead of any type of uh, water boil orders in, in the future by changing out pipes that we have determined are, are in critical condition. Uh, also, we're uh, moving these next step for this grant uh, that will really be a game changer. Uh, it, it, we're asking for federal funds, and it will take about 458 acres uh, out from uh, really uh, the flood areas. Uh, so this will be buildings, streets, and it'll create more opportunities for new homes to be built because you know it won't be a floodplain anymore. Uh, and then we're replacing um, a storage uh, unit for uh, some of our fire trucks. Uh, we. Even though you you weatherize fire trucks when when you go and store them, uh, you still got to have a particular facility to make sure that um, the gaskets and, and other stuff don't freeze. So our current uh, storage is uh, in critical condition; uh, it's been neglected. So we want to make sure that we get these up to par. When it comes to affordable housing, I got a lot of folks asking about um, our. Uh, million of federal funds that we're putting towards a uh, one-stop shop or a shelter, affordable housing units, um, also uh, aligning social services that will be on site. Really, it's the best model uh, when you are tackling uh, homelessness and also uh, folks that are in transitional housing. So uh, we're going to approve uh, the or take the first step to approve uh, that project uh, that's on the table uh, for tomorrow. And we are creating uh, a program uh, for landlords. Uh, we have a lot of folks who have our housing vouchers, but they, they can't find people or rent units to them. Uh, when we talk to landlords about this, usually it's uh, the impression that, well, uh, some of the, the, these folks might, might damage the property or uh, leave early on, on, on a lease agreement. That will cause uh, more expenses for them. Uh, so we're creating a almost an insurance type program where if you uh, do uh, do rent to some of our folks who have these vouchers, and there there's uh, unexpected damages, uh, we we can actually uh, help pay for some of those damages. Uh, so the goal is to uh, really get closer to 
housing security uh, with some of our folks who, who are going through hard times. Uh, last thing that's going to be a real big deal is our firefighter contract. Uh, this is one of the best contracts that the firefighters have uh, been offered from the city of Wichita. I, if you ask them, they'll say, some of them will say since the 70s. Uh, some folks will say uh, within the last 100 years. Uh, basically, we're getting them where they need to be when it comes to pay, when it comes to benefits. Uh, in addition to adding, I, I think it's 42 new firefighter positions and, of course, new equipment. Uh, we want the pay to match that. I'm pretty much, uh, you know, if I'm in the business of being mayor of the largest city in Kansas, I want us to have the best fire department. Uh, and to do that, we got to pay them like the, they're the best. Uh, so that contract's coming up. Uh, it's passed, I think, with 96% of their membership uh, approving it. It's one of the highest uh, percentages for passage of a contract. Uh, so it really gets them where they need to be. Uh, this will be the final step, having to get approved through the council. So big day tomorrow. Um, I will be uh, eating uh, protein bars and uh, drinking coffee. There you go. Uh, trying to get through it. <laughs> yeah, a, a little bit more on the floodplain deal now. But did you say that's a a change in zoning for for a floodplain? Is that what you said? No, I wish. I mean, if it's change in zoning, that's just paperwork, right? Yeah. Uh, or political uh, lift, I guess. Um, this is actually we we've identified this area. It, it's West Wichita. Um, that it's in a flood zone, and uh, basically there are ways that we can redirect water so that it's no longer in a flood zone. Uh, by doing that, uh, it will uh, create, again, more opportunity for more housing. Uh, one of the problems when it comes to uh, this, this increase in rent and the increase really in housing overall is the supply issue. So uh, we want to attack it from different angles. One of the things we can do uh, is if we were to get this money from the federal government, uh, then you know it doesn't come out of our resources, which is great. Uh, that uh, will allow us to to eliminate this flood zone, um, really save those buildings that are already there, probably save folks on flood insurance. Uh, some of the roads are flooded during uh, heavy rain, so though that won't be an issue moving forward. Uh, but again, uh, it will allow us to to create new residencies out there as well, so people can. Uh, build homes there, uh, which adds to our tax base. You know, everyone wins in the end, uh, even us who, you know, at the city level, uh, our goal is never to increase taxes, but to actually increase the economy, which allows us to expand services. All right. Are you talking about basically the Kowskin, Kowskin area out there on the west side then? Yes, I believe yeah, so. Okay. All right. Anything else, Ted? No? Huh? Lots going on, guys. Just, <laughs> so just, appreciate just, you uh, giving me a chance to uh, – I think I did that all in one breath. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, thanks. thanks for giving me a chance to chat about what we got going on this week, and uh, look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Right, yeah, do you have any tree lightings or anything this yeah. week? You, you, you Probably. I mean, those those trees don't light themselves, you know. <laughs> That's so, true. <laughs> big part of the job. Got to get out there and make sure we're, we're uh, securing the lighting of these trees. Yeah, <laughs> um, maybe at the, the meeting tomorrow you could uh, break out into a little uh, Christmas caroling, just you and the, and the council members. Kind of a oh, cool, man, that's you know, the fastest way to crash my career, <laughs> getting, me, getting me singing. <laughs> That'd be a lot of fun. All right. Record I mean, ratings on Channel yeah, 7, we'll get some laughs and uh, some cringe looks, I'm sure. We'll get Bob to sing. That's there you we'll go. Do. Good idea. All right, thank you, sir. Take a vote. <laughs> Take care, guys. That's uh, Mondays with Mayor, Wichita Mayor Brandon Ripple this morning, 743. Steve and 10 in the morning. And uh, coming up, we got the Wichita Business Journal update this morning. Textron asking the Wichita City Council for a half billion dollars in new bond money. That's on the way. Steve, at the end of the morning here on KNSS. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Stephen, 10 in the morning, KNSS 747 here on this Monday morning. Three big things. Three. Football, Cincinnati Bengals 27, Kansas City Chiefs 24. Two. Century County Election Commissioner Angela Cadillo resigns after 16 months on the job, citing personal reasons. One. Nationwide gasoline prices down 27 cents over the past two weeks to an average of $3.54 a gallon. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Have a stalled out vehicle on K15. This is in Derby, southbound K15 at Meadowlark. Uh, traffic fairly high at times this time of morning, right around there. So uh, watch for a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Partly sunny today with a high of 55 degrees. Yesterday's high was 45. Mostly cloudy and cool tonight. The overnight low 31. And then on Tuesday, mostly cloudy and cooler. Tomorrow's high only 44 degrees. Now a clear sky. Southeast wind at 6 miles per hour and 34 degrees. Celebrate a decade in Delano Saturday, December 10th from 11 to 7 at the Monarch with two new commemorative whiskey releases, special beers from local breweries, and new merchandise celebrating 10 years at the Monarch. Even 10 in the morning here on KNSS. It's 7.49. Wall Street reacted to a jobs report Friday. A strong jobs report leading to a weak stock market. The economy adding 263,000 jobs in November, well above Wall Street's 200,000 estimate. But surging payroll inflation, wages higher by 5.1%, sent investors to push the sell button, particularly for tech stocks. Value stocks also underperforming. Why? Well, investors believe that wage inflation news will prompt the Federal Reserve to raise interest rates higher and faster than anticipated. Even so, stocks mostly higher for the week with the Dow, the only major average in negative territory. In New York, Jerry Willis, Fox News. The Dow closed up 35 points Friday. The S&P down five points and the Nasdaq lost 21 points. And a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. One of the city's primary manufacturers is seeking a new industrial revenue bond deal to help drive continued growth and upgrades in Wichita. Locally based Textron Aviation requesting a new IRB letter of intent of more than $527 million for the next five years. The Cessna and Beechcraft Makers existing IRB deal expires at the end of the year. And that was a nearly $435 million agreement that was struck back in 2018. 
According to city documents, the company, which employs nearly 10,000 people here in Wichita, has tied the addition of up to 500 more jobs to the new IRB batch. Bond proceeds will go to financing or refinancing new equipment and related upgrades to the manufacturer's production facilities. Freddy's Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers is going beyond its U.S. borders. The Wichita-based fast casual chain announced earlier this week that it has signed a master franchise and development agreement that sets the table for Freddy's to debut in Canada and expand expand across nine provinces. North 49 Frozen Custard and Steak Burgers, led by veteran franchisees Jim Werschler and Greg Most, will lead the effort. According to the announcement, the agreement covers the development of at least 20 Freddy's restaurants and that North 40 will both develop on their own and initiate master franchising activity in Canada. The announcement did not specify a targeted goal for when the first Canadian store could open. Supply chain constraints have delayed another commercial construction project, WSU Tech, announcing that its downtown culinary school will open for classes starting next month, a highly anticipated project that will transform a long-shuttered department store building. The opening is about five months past a deadline that the city established for the project, part of an agreement with the developer. School officials say while the initial plan was to open the facility for the fall semester back in August, the project faced supply chain issues leading up to the opening. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Today is International Ninja Day. You ready for that, Ted? Recognizing the fascination associated with the history and pop culture of the ninja. Ninjas first appeared around the year 600. Historically, they served as samurai warriors. They served samurai warriors. They they spied on or assassinated an enemy. Ninja. And I have no idea what ninja is. It's is well, this just Japanese? I know, but I, I'm just giving you the basics. I don't know anything about is that, is that Japanese? Is that what it is, Ninja? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Jad knows. The only thing I remember know about is the Ninja Turtles, which I became familiar with when my, my grandkids came along. And that I don't know much about either, except it's... I don't either. It's not funny. <laughs> no, I never understood not, the appeal. Not amusing in any way, uh, but, but the kids I was not to. the target audience. It's all they, it's all they had. I wonder what would happen if younger generations actually had a choice where they could watch cartoons and so forth that were funny in any way or amusing, other than the stuff they dribble. They get off the soapbox there. Yeah, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, last Friday, this past Friday, we did the uh, Taco Bell Christmas Cash giveaway, and the location was 21st and Avenue, which is kind of in the in Riverside neighborhood up around my house, and uh, went over there around noon time. And uh, talked to the manager, Justin, and uh, and we, uh, uh, in the noon hour, we poked our head through a window and gave $98 to a woman who was driving through. At Very Randall. good. Just pick somebody. That's the way we're doing this thing. We do it every year with Taco Bell, and we have for several years. And it's a great way to, uh, well, just to do something nice for people and, and for the customers who drive through there at Taco Bell. Of course, Somebody, you can't take that bridge there anymore. How do you get there? You can't take the bridge. If you know... Uh, if you're coming from the south, you know the neighborhood, you know how to get through okay. Riverside. Right. But it can be a little confusing. It took me a couple of years to learn how to get through there. But you can go, well, you can go up Garland and then over toward Twin Lakes Shopping Center. Okay. There, there are ways to get there. But anyway, uh, the woman's name who who got the money, uh, let's see, I've got it written down here somewhere. Oh, Jenny. And Jenny's a teacher at Pleasant Valley 
middle school over there, and she was ecstatic. How about that? She was excited about getting that $98 in cash. I bet she was. Here at Christmas time? Hmm. It's something we're doing. We're going to be out next Friday. Uh, I'm not sure of the location yet. I've got it in the other room. But tell, we'll be keeping you posted on where we're going to be doing that. But, uh, hey. Yeah, you got to tell people where you're going to be on Friday. Fun to, fun to do these things with Taco Bell every year. Giving away $98 in cash. All you have to do is go through the drive through lane. Huh, how yeah, about that? You might be the lucky person. Could be the lucky person. Yeah. Coming up 8 o'clock, stay with Steve and Ted this morning, the 8 o'clock hour here on KNSS on this Monday morning. We have the latest on uh, a big drop in gasoline prices nationwide over the last couple of weeks. Ted has sports on the way. Yeah, we'll take a look at a very interesting bowl matchup for Kansas State going to the Sugar Bowl. We'll talk about that coming up in sports. Plus, uh, you've got entertainment news. The Blur is on the way, too. Yeah, we're uh, busily compiling the Blur. Going to have some good audio and great information for you, entertainment news. That'll be at 8.35 this morning. Of course, we've got traffic and weather as well, all in the 8 o'clock hour with Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.